entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. For this hot, uh -huh, yeah. this hot, for this uh -huh, strong, yeah. with so many different uh -huh. flows. This uh -huh. one's for this song, the next one yeah. I switch up. This one will get bit up. We're back, it's TBD. It's another week. Which means another week of bullshit going on around the world. Hmm. You ain't never lied. I will say though, the weather's coming around. <laughs> and that shit got me feeling different in my space now. You know what I mean we both move. The, the 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 light hitting different now that the weather breaking. Frequencies is going up. Niggas is getting trained on the board coming soon. Ew. Bro, look, I got, I got, I'm sleeveless right now, bro. That's how warm it is. I don't even do sleeveless before, you know, the spring really come here. But it's like, I don't even, it was too warm out there. I had a fleece quarter zip on. It was too warm for that. I had to take that bitch off. Yeah, it is. I mean, the weather's nice, man. The weather's nice. I got I got rules, though. I still keep the, the scully on, hoodie on, till it's like a consistent about 72, 75. Because we not, got the dad hat on. Dad hat vibes now. Yeah, that's not really your thing, though. I'm not really... Stop it. Stop I mean, it. Stop like, it. With the glasses combo? Like, stop nah, it. Nah, bro. That's not... Damn. It's like... You ever just look at yourself and be like, damn. Like, I mean, probably not for you, but it's like... I'm sorry. I'm facially, I'm facially gifted. Thank you very much. So you say. Just want to throw that out there. Allegedly. But um, I want to get into something though, because my guy, this is my guy. Is this your guy? This is my guy. I ain't gonna say the Spurs did him dirty, but the plan for Lamarcus, what you say? I said, but the Spurs did them dirty. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that because I don't think the situation. I mean, no one could have predicted the situation to unfold the way it did. But Lamarcus Aldridge got, you know, he's about to get released and/or traded, whatever comes first. And I look back on his time with the Spurs, and it's like, damn, they had a good plan. All right, Timmy and them dipping. Tony Parker and them dipping, Manu and them dipping, three pillars of a dynasty, one of the more dominant teams we've seen in a while. <laughs> playoffs every year, 15 plus, 20 plus years of going to the playoffs until recently. And they brought LaMarcus in once they did to go with Kawhi. And, you know, while this is going on, the Warriors is bubbling up. And I guess they thought that the LaMarcus pairing with Kawhi would kind of stem the tie with what was coming from Golden State. Didn't happen. He played pretty well until the league really took that spin, that turn of, you know, it's no longer the big, it's no longer the skilled big's game. It's no longer his game. It's no longer Dirk's game. It's no longer Mark Stoudemire's game. You know, that, that era's done. <laughs> It's now the guards. It's now 
free throw lining up for real. So he got to reinvent his game. And this situation didn't really unfold the way the Spurs wanted. And now everyone's like, oh, like, LaMarcus, he never was really like that. He was never really good like that. And I'm like, yo, it's only two dudes that got more buckets than him. Field goals that are active players right now. He's third on the list behind LeBron. That's that's you know we gotta give people their credit. That might be the that might be the theme today because I don't think people is giving credit where it's due. Flowers need to be given. You mean? Because like when you hear Lamarcus, what do you think? When I hear Lamarcus, I just well, obviously the first thing I think of is him in a in a in a Portland Trailblazers uniform, and uh, I mean I just think an easy come. Double double, obviously, just walking double double easily. Uh, my thing with Lamarcus, though, I mean, you talk about you, you referenced the Spurs. I think obviously, like the whole catalyst for this whole situation was Kawhi leaving. I think if Kawhi doesn't leave, that team is still a legitimate playoff team and and fighting for a finals. Like you have Kawhi Leonard with Lam- coupled with Lamarcus Aldridge and Patty Mills and those guys and Dejounte Murray. Like they've got some long. Three and D guards who are crafty, who are tough. I mean, Spurs, uh, you know, the Spurs know how to draft. Pop knows how to draft. Um, you know, he he brings in specific guys that fit his system, and I think they would have everything would have boded well for them if they didn't, you know, have a tumultuous relationship with Kawhi Leonard. I think that has been that was the that was the nail in the coffin for that whole experiment. And it's funny because, like, when you think of the Spurs. It's kind of like, oh, that's the Patriots of the NFL. Yeah. You mean, and not on the sense of like, oh, like they win championship all the time. Nah, they don't. They do win championships, though, but they have a certain way about going things. Mm -hmm. They do things the same way. They got the same coach, same system, same style of everything. So them parallels between the Spurs and the Pats can work, but... In both situations, we saw, you know, their cornerstones leave and their coaches stay. Most of their organizations stay. And now, you know, in the NFL, they're pu- they're pulling back the curtain on the Pats a little bit. Oh, all this, you know, we're hearing Bill Belichick say that they went all in during the Tom Brady years to get as many championships as possible, which is why they're in the situation that they're in now. You should do that when you have legitimate players. All right, duh. The first. <laughs> had a cornerstone base for law lord knows how long and when those players had to retire they still drafted well like you said finesse the pacers into getting (laughs) Kawhi leonard and like you said if he stays who knows what they look like because Kawhi still Kawhi. you know y'all probably don't i mean y'all obviously don't lose to him and everything's different, but it's just like it's going to be interesting to see what comes of like the Spurs moving forward because we're so used to seeing them in those standings. You know, you glance at a glance at an app real fast. Oh, Lakers, Clippers, Spurs. Like you expecting the Spurs? You you say the Spurs automatically? They not they not they not that team anymore. Well, here's my question to you: Where do you see Lamarcus going? Like either either you know trade or via being bought out. See, I don't know. It's because because it's like, like I said earlier, the game isn't his style of play no more. 
But he get you think he could maybe go to like the Clippers or something to you know give them a fighting chance. I think that'd be a solid fit for him if he gets bought out. If I was him, I'd probably go to the Clippers. I think that's the best fit for him. Now see that's on a contender. That's the thing. If if you ask me if he gets bought out, where does he go? Obviously, that straight that that opens the list up because I don't got the Spurs down for trading him to a team in the West that can help them go win a chip. You know, I don't I don't think teams are with that. I don't think teams in general do that, especially in conference. It's really weird. He would have to bring back a decent amount for the for the Spurs to do that in conference. But that's not that's my thing. And I think that's why he's gonna end up getting bought out. I don't think that the Spurs are going to get anything in in trade value for Lamarcus. He's 35 years old and he's only getting older. Like I don't know what team is giving up assets for him. For his, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think the only option in that is that he gets bought out and, you know, he, it's kind of like a Blake Griffin situation. Yeah. And I mean, look, if he goes to the, I I like the Clippers for him. I think that's the solid. The Clippers or the Heat, maybe, even the Heat. I I mean, the Heat would be dope too. It's, it's, I mean, Jimmy and, and no shooters, that'd be a night. Nice, like, that'd be insane, low-key. That'd be, like, literally I mean, him and Bam. I don't know. I feel like that'd be a nice. But, see, that's the thing. Like, the thing, when I think of the Heat's team, you know, I always think of, like, when I think of teams in general, I go to, like, more times than not, their best players, but also their best playmakers on teams. And Bam is by far the best playmaker for the Heat. Largely because I mean, who makes more plays than him? They they run the offense. I mean, Jimmy. I think Jimmy's the playmaker. Late, Jimmy might that's, be the playmaker, late, but the offense moves and grooves because of what Bam brings to the floor. At the five, being able to handle and you know not be Draymond Green for them, but be that outlet as a big that can take it off the dribble. And I don't know if Lamarcus can aid in that style of play because then you're just going to have a near seven footer standing in the corner waiting for a three which he can hit because he morphed into that but I don't know if that would be a a good fit for him unless he's coming off the bench and like you said he's older now he might take that type of role which would open up a lot more teams for him you know it ain't like he's going to go like he's not going to the Pistons (laughs) <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> you know he he's going to at least try to get to a place where he can contend and not for nothing like the pistons like you said earlier like they let blake griffin go and <laughs> i had hit you up about it and you was upset because you knew where he was finna go <laughs> and that don't bode well for your guys over there in philly at all it really doesn't but it's like like, are you a Blake Griffin guy? I have so many mixed like When he was in the league, what was he? Like, was you like, oh, yo, Blake. I was like, yo, Blake, because he was really doing every and anything that he wanted. But at the same time, I do remember always never seeing Blake in games that mattered the most, which were playoff games. Like, you would never see Blake. You would rarely ever see Blake Griffin play in a playoff game. And so it was like, yeah, like that's cute for you to win the dunk contest. It's cute for you to, you know, have these crazy memorable dunks in the regular season. But 
I haven't really seen you do anything in the playoffs, bro. Like, I don't, I don't really like same reason why you got that gripe with Chris Paul. Like, I just haven't seen enough from Blake Griffin in the playoffs to deem him as like, yo, like, and the fucked up part is, is like, Blake Griffin is a talent. Like, he's not, not talented. It's just the injuries caught up to him. It, it, it then, you know, hindered his career. And, and I mean, his whole game was based off of athleticism. That's why I, I, I like, not even to bring it back on Russell Westbrook, that's, but Russ is going down that same fucking line. Like his main thing is athleticism. And once he loses that, he's done bun. So you saw the same thing with Blake. Once Blake and those injuries started to catch up with him, he didn't have shit. Cause he's not like, I mean, he started to work on his shot, but he wasn't a crazy, like he wasn't a hooper in terms of like crazy footwork and crazy, just minded the game and talent. Like he was just had a lot of athleticism. See, and it's funny you say that because I always say it's like it's only about two forms of people who who play in the NBA. You mean it's it's guys who play ball and it's guys who happen to play ball, (laughs) you know, and the happen to play ball guys are the extreme athletes. Who got some hoop game to them, they're Mm -hmm. not natural movers on the court, you know, those guys games are predicated on things like athleticism. Now, of course, you have the guys in the middle who are both Tweeners. the LeBrons of the world who can, you know, they have the never before seen athleticism with all the things that come with being an actual hooper, footwork, IQ, feel of the game, anticipation, things of that nature. Blake's not that guy to me, you know, and when I was growing up <laughs> and Blake was in the league hitting his head on, on shit, kind of jumping over cars in a dunk contest, all that. I mean, my homie was <laughs> what <laughs> I, I think that's funny as shit how you threw shade at him in the dunk catches because he really did kind of just jump over the hood jump over the hood i seen a lot of guys in the hood jump over the hood of a car i'm not really not i'm, I'm not impressed okay cute pass and that's that's besides the point all my homies would always try to tell me yo blade the best at the position like and i'm like why you know oh, 20 and 10 highlight dunks he can do this. He can pass a little bit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. But like, give me AD. This is years ago. You know, give me AD because the talent, the skill level is what's going to elongate the career. AD game not predicated off of power and, and explosion. Blake go to John back in the day with the Clippers was dribble, spin, head upside down, weird layups and shit. And it was cool because it was going in. But when you can't explode up through people and jump higher at them and then throw up the bullshit, you look like a bull who played for the Pistons. You know what I mean? But that's not to say that the version of Blake Griffin now can't help the Nets because I think it can. (laughs) Because now he's going to be reduced like... He's going to be reduced to being able to just pick, pop, shoot them little bitties that he want to shoot now because he can't really do the things that he used to do. He hasn't had a dunk since 2019. And that's a fact. You've been waiting on that. I know you've been sitting on that. It's a, it's a fact. It is not to say that he's not a good player because he is. He's a talent, like we said. But, you know, that 15 and 6, it can help the Nets. 
But I tell you what, we are going to see. We are going to see Blake Griffin come down first game when he come back. He's going to get about two or three dunks. Absolutely, book it. I need, I need. I'm, I'm making a bet on it. If I can make a bet, bet on it, profit, profit. Yeah, that's how the, That's how this shit goes, man. When players who look like they're stale end up in a situation where they can win, of course they're going to get reinvigorated. And in this case, that man's going to come back and start dunking shit. We saw Nick Batum get the bag over <laughs> with MJ and the boys. Forgotten guy. He's over on the Clippers now. Some nights he's, oh, sh- <laughs> Nick Batum really might might put them over the top in, in, in some of these series in, 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 uh, in the playoffs. But I, I, I want to ask you, do you think it'll help the Nets? But I don't know if you, you got you got your Sixers hat on, so I can't even – I need you to put the unbiased joint on or something because it's like. I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be unbiased. I mean, I was I'm gonna be unbiased. I'm gonna be unbiased. I mean, do I think that he's gonna help? Yeah, I do think he's gonna help. I think that's another, you know, big. I mean, that's another five fouls that you could throw at Joel and B. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just being dead ass. Like, that's literally an, <laughs> it's another five fouls that you could throw at and B because. The Nets needed something else. They needed somebody behind DeAndre Jordan when he gets in foul trouble because it's not if, it's when he gets in foul trouble against Embiid. It's it's going to happen night in, night out. And so you got to have another guy who you can sub in there, who you trust somewhat defensively, who can just make Joel work. You know, nobody's about to stop him, but you're going to have to make him work on each end of the floor. And I think Blake's the type of guy that can do that because he can also stretch the floor as well a little bit as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it does hurt the Sixers' chances, which is frustrating to see. Uh, hopefully, we get you know a big body guard or something. Hopefully, you know, I don't know. Brad Bill has a change of heart. I don't really know, to be honest. It's just I need something. Maybe tonight we, you know, Joel whispers in Zach Levine's ear, and he's like, "Yo, bro, yo, slide, <laughs> help me." But <laughs> it's like I don't know, man. But no, I think it's a solid move for the Nets in terms of the Nets. It's a solid move. Um, you don't lose anything for, for bringing him in. It's only a gain. It's only a plus. And so I think, I think that's a solid move by them in, in, their, uh, in their front office. It's looking like a theme for me with the Nets. Like, not because of the players that are there, but just the type of players that are there. Like, you have Kevin Durant, who most of the NBA world hates because of him taking the LeBron James card and doing it better. You got Kyrie Irving telling everybody the world is flat. And from that day forward, they don't give a fuck about anything he says or does on the court. You got James Harden, who everyone says is a dribble, dribble master. Don't do nothing. Don't make nobody better. Now you got Blake Griffin on the team who was over the hill athletic wise, but has evolved his game to the point where he's still serviceable, still can hit the jumper, still can get to the bucket. He ain't dunking right now, but his IQ is still there. He's always been a smart player. He's always always been a good passer. And it's like, is this the team where it's like it's us against everybody? Are they so are they like the new age bad boys? I mean, Jay Will said that a while ago. And people looked at him crazy, but at the time it made sense because even on his face, like I said earlier, people hate Kevin Durant. People hate that Kevin Durant has now formed another super team. And I don't really know. I'm going to ask you this later since it's on my mind now. I don't really know why people don't like it. 
Because when Brown did it, it was cool. And when uh, Paul Pierce and them did it, it was fine as well. I don't, I, do, I, I don't get it. I think it's because, and then it goes back to player empowerment always. People don't like that players are orchestrating it all. If this was something where front offices did it and it was like, okay, I'm grabbing this guy, I'm grabbing this guy, I drafted this guy, or this guy wanted to sign with me in free agency, it'd be a different story. But because it seems as though um, the puppets have come alive and have taken control of their own lives, people are very hesitant over that and they don't fuck with it. And I and and I think that's the main reason why people are, are up and up. And then also people love to hang on this notion that Michael Jordan didn't have to create a super team and won without a super team and didn't win with with top tier guys and wasn't out there grabbing free agents, which I mean Dennis Rodman, um, um I mean the list can go on, like Carl mm-hmm. Ray and them. I mean like cool coach like all them guys like i don't know like that's the that's the type of shit though is, is like people people like to hang on the old school game and how it was it was never like this is something new when it's just not it's a fallacy it's it, it kills me because like 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 today I, I just was on twitter before we got we started this drawing up and i seen shannon sharp and then you know, pulling up KD's old tweet. Oh, everybody want to go play for the Heat and Lakers now. Where the competitiveness at? He tweeted that out in 2010, and now they were using it against him. Oh, well, you done went to two super teams. and What happened? to It's like, y'all do realize nobody wins a chip by themselves. No matter how you want to slice it, no matter how you want to frame it, it's never happened. It's never going to happen. If you go and look at all the teams who have won championships, and it's really only about what, maybe nine teams that have won championships mm-hmm. in the NBA since it, since it began, there's been multiple All Stars on them teams, multiple Hall of Famers on most of those teams, and the organizations are well run. That's just how it is. But now that you throw in organizations who now back player empowerment you got two types of people who hate what's going on you got the corporate people who don't like it and then you got the regular fans who just think lebron's the only person who's allowed to create super teams and it'd be okay well no i'm not i'm not i'm not here for that because it sounds to me like you are scared that your favorite player whomever it may be will be devalued in a certain way because of how they won their championships. I'm not, I don't, I can't subscribe to that. Yeah, can I? You know? And like, it's always just, oh, well, he tweeted this, he tweeted that. Like, bro, Allen Robinson just tweeted, Drummond's going to the Nets. Does that make it a thing? Maybe, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> the guy is from Detroit, who knows? He's, you know, who knows? Who knows? But what if he did go to the next step? I think that'd be. You wouldn't like that. You, you would be <laughs> mad at that. You would be <laughs> mad, brother. And that would be another guy who was a quote unquote, not cast off, but is put in the box because of X, Y, and Z. Oh, Andre Drummond's on Shaq and the Fool all the time. He just, 
Did you see that stupid ass lay he shot the other night? Like I I never thought Andre Drummond was all oh, that though. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm sorry. I did I didn't my man not- B was cooking him night in, night out. I just can't you, you can't you can't you can't look through everything through the lens of the 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 odds on favorite for MVP. It's not fair. <laughs> oh, guy, oh, guy dominates everybody. I'm not, you know. Oh, I know, I know. But for what Andre Drummond could be, which is an athletic big who can Edge. rebound and block shots, you know, he needs to be one of those guys. To me, he's one of the guys who needs to be in a situation where the locker room can one mask his deficiencies a little bit and two support him when those deficiencies show up because think- he, he the teams he's been on who's leading him who's teaching him the ropes nobody nobody in cleveland not a soul and he was what with the pistons prior come yeah. on man <laughs> the pistons ain't been solid since the mallets in the palace cuz I think you're right. I think I think Andre definitely has a lot of capabilities and a lot of like potential defensively as well. I think you put him in the right situation, like you said. Like you'll hide most of his deficiencies with KD and 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 shit on the floor. Like you got a guy. I mean, KD hides a whole bunch of shit. KD was able to hide Steph Curry's inability to stay in front of anybody. So, I mean, if he can do that, he can do wonders for fucking Andre Drummond. So, I mean, I mean I don't know. Curry isn't Tony Allen or anybody, but he can play defense at some point in time. Not for a long period of time. A couple stretches here and there is cool. But, you know, those, those, those scarlet letters that are attached to players are always going to be there. Yeah. And if Drummond were to go to the Nets – it simplifies the game for him in a way that we might see him be like, oh, well, well, damn, like now they got Andre Drummond looking crazy good. The Nets going to win the chip, which they might. They get Andre Drummond, it's their chip to lose. Yeah. It pains me to say that, but yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, like, was, you're like, yo, we're we, 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 we going back to back, <laughs> double up for sure. Nipsey, all that. I did not see all this shit going on in Brooklyn. It's like now it pains me because like I would I, I need to see James Harden get a chip. Because when that day happens, people are not gonna like the takes that I'm gonna throw out. Not at all. I'm just mad that they gotta do it. Like they gotta beat us in order to get like that's just to be honest though, bro for real. I think I, and I mean, even if they get Andre Drummond right, I think it's going to be a solid series. And I, and I, you know, people say what you want. Playoff basketball comes down to adjustments and coaching. You've got a rookie coach over there, Steve Nash. Steve Nash has spent a lot of years in the NBA. I'm taking nothing away from him, but seeing the game through a player and seeing the game as a coach and being able to make adjustments on the fly is a little bit different. Now, again. Steve Nash was a point guard, elite, one of the best point guards that ever touched the ball. But at the same time, it's being in those pressure situations and being able to think on the fly and knowing what you want to get into and what you don't want to get into and knowing the opposition and knowing what they're going to do and being able to project what they're going to do and be prepared for that is a whole nother thing. 
And so I think Doc Rivers just has a little bit more experience. And then that, and because of that, I feel like that's why it's going to be, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a tough series, but I do think because of the talent that the Nets hold, they would definitely overcome it and, and win the series. They do have more talent. Um, I don't even think it's Steve Nash that you should worry about. I think it's a coach by committee type of thing in Brooklyn. Yeah. Because like, I mean, they still got, what's his name? D'Antoni on the, uh, they got D'Antoni there and Jacques Vaughn is the, I believe the highest paid assistant in the NBA. And like, that's not by design. Like, you know, KD and Kyrie pretty much signed off on making sure, yo, Jacques got to stay here. You know, he was the guy who got through to Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert before they, they even got there. You know, he was there for those those years where, like, oh, the Nets are a pretty competitive team. They'll never win anything, though. You know, that that form before the, the big four, I guess, big three got there. And it's like, it'll be interesting to see how the coaching, like you said, comes across in this playoff series between y'all two because that's just what I see. No way it's not going to be y'all two in the, in, in the conference finals to me. Like, I don't know what we'll see from the coaching from the Nets, though, because coach by committee means there's a lot of voices in the room. Whose voice is going to be the loudest over there? Yeah, That could be the thing that comes across and bites the Nets this year if for some reason they fall short or something, you know, catastrophic happens and they blow it up or they blow up in front of our eyes in the middle of a series, you know, yeah. we won't know. We won't know, but I know some, the heat ain't going to be nowhere near there. <laughs> All that bubble heat shit, Jimmy Butler and ah, no done bun. No bubble heat. No bubble heat. That was a no. March Madness run. They was on. No, no Tyler hero with the, with the stank face. Nah, bro, you, you like that shit was cool. You Jack Harlow, all that shit was like it was cool. <laughs> I was there for it. Hero tough. I was I was skeptical warning, but he tough. Hero. He tough. He's tough. They got they got a nice little squad, but it's a reason why they regressed to the mean this year. Exponentially regressed. I mean, that's a lot, man. They took they took a toll on them that that finals run. Took a toll. Yeah, and like you said, like the, the style that they have, the 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 players that they have, like small ball. I mean, and, and not to say like losing Jay Crowder was major. Was like, like, I don't know. I mean, just letting him walk like that was just like I I mean, I don't know, it was confusing. He's on my list though, so I'm not really I know I you weird as shit and I don't I don't know why he's just on my list. I I got a list of players I don't really feel, and he's he's firmly on that joint. You know what I mean? You a freak. Firmly on that joint. I'm adding people to the list daily. You know, (laughs) he's I'm picking up contracts. Oh yeah, I'm yeah I'm scouring the whole league for people I'm really like (laughs) out of bounds for me. Like it's a players list of guys who I'm not really rocking with, and then it's a list of people like in sports in general. Who just I don't like I want to I, I don't want to wish bad on people, but lessons need to be taught. You feel me? Like damn, okay. It's one thing to be slot time and, and talking out of the side of your neck, talking about Brian should just play and 
players play, political people do political things. And it's like, nah, bro, sports and politics have always intersected. Thanks. I mean, we're not going to do that. Like, you're on the list, bro. Like, you was cool. You was cool. Was like, oh, this guy's cool. You know, L.A. doing the whole thing. El Trafico, the whole dime. I'm like, all right, bet. You're a bull cool. Now he, he come out here, he talking crazy. You got to get added to the list. Julian Edelman, you got to get added to the list now, bro. And, like, you was a pat. Like, I was cool for I'm, – I'm, I was here for you. Slotty Pippen, the whole nine. How Julian get added to the list? Cause, bro, I'm just not feeling. I'm not feeling him being the volunteer Jewish guy when people talk crazy about Jewish people. I mean, I don't. I don't think you can hold that against him. It's just the way that, like, I mean, maybe it's not him that I'm putting on the list. Maybe it's the people who are propping him up, because you know the same people who turned the other cheek when he was caught for a steroid this and jumping on cars and, and all that stuff like you know it's it's weird how that type of stuff is is pushed to the side for certain people and brought to the light for other people and i'm not really here for that <laughs> i'm not here for that so he's probably on the list but like he's in the news again because bull myers leonard says some foul shit that we're not even going to repeat yeah you ain't see it, you ain't see it. If you did, you did. Either way, you know he was trending, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like dog. Like every week, every like this came on the same day that Kyle Larson, the NASCAR bull, who got caught last year dropping the N word on a on a virtual race car event. You know what I mean, everybody was upset for about seventy two hours, and it went away. And, Fast forward, he wins a he wins a little race, and then Myers Leonard drops this, and it's like the way in which he said what he said leads me to believe you are extremely comfortable talking like that mm-hmm. all the time, everywhere. <laughs> your your group chat is filthy for sure, a hundred percent. You in the same group chats and same chat rooms as you as you as you join Doja Cat, throwing her feet up and shit. You in them chat rooms. Yeah, you got all types of racial things at people. And it's like every week, bro. (laughs) Every week these people are doing wild, disrespectful stuff. And now it's directed toward quote unquote white people. So now we got a whole now it's under the big eye, you know. (laughs) It's a thing that everyone gotta look at now because. You know, Jewish people suffered a lot. And when things happen within the Jewish community, and you can attest to this, it hits a little different in that community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how black people feel when they're disrespected. But yeah. now that the shoe's on the other foot and it, it, it's happening to a portion who some white people don't even like, which is evident. Now we got a whole different way of how this is even being covered and discussed. But you have Jewish ties. So what were you thinking when you heard this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do have Jewish ties. My grandma's a rabbi. So is my grandfather. Um, but it's more, it was just, it was just, one, it wasn't surprising because it was just like, I mean, it's not my first time 
hearing something like this and my first time hearing somebody speak disrespectfully like that and without just without kind of just being conscious of like where they are which you shouldn't even have to say that to be honest you shouldn't have to muzzle who you truly are around other people but at the same time it's like all right like you are who you are whatever you should at least have the consciousness and understand that you're streaming for millions of people you should probably be precautious of what you say like obviously like we are in the podcasting game and shit like that so you know we curse and shit like everybody fucking curses like that's a regular fucking thing but there's a difference between cursing and being completely disrespectful and 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 using racial slurs because you're mad that you got killed in the duty like that's weird like wow. that's some and like people the the notion was oh man he's a young guy no he's not he is 29 years old like just because he is playing a young person game does not mean that he is a child he's a grown-ass man and he knew what he was doing and i, I and you know shout out to mike gola because i think he said it perfectly on his show last week uh actually it was yesterday he was like i think he meant exactly what he said because i think he did like he definitely meant what he said he just didn't mean for everybody else to hear what he said like that's that's literally the difference like and so i i feel like it's i don't know like me like I don't have, I don't personally, personally like call myself a Jewish man or whatever. Like I don't follow, I don't practice Judaism like that, but I do have ties to it. And it was like disrespectful to me, but even if it wasn't, it should be, it should, everybody should feel some type of way because somebody else was disrespecting somebody else. And everybody loves to talk about cancel culture. It's not about cancel culture. It's about just having fucking respect for one another saying, okay, I know that you have these beliefs and I know this word has a long lineage of history, of negative history that pertains to you and your community. I probably shouldn't perpetuate this word. And it's, it's, it, it, it was crazy to me because like I have Jewish friends. I grew up with, with Jewish friends and- We work with Jewish friends. We work with Jewish people and it's like, I've never, I've personally never heard anyone say the word in like earshot of me. I've heard stories about people saying it, but like the way in which he said it, like he paused. Yeah. He was trying to search for which, which crazy word hit that, which crazy word he wanted to say. And it's like, you hear crazy shit on the duty all the time. It makes, it, that's just what people do. But like for him to search that word out, and then he was so comfortable with saying it that he didn't even like think twice about after he said it, what people would think. He carried on with the conversation and it's like, you're comfortable saying that because that's who you are. Right. Period. That's who you are. And like, you're not going to, you're not when I hear people say, Oh, I stand for the flag because of family and the military and all that. And it's like, all right, I feel you, bro. But you personally didn't serve in the military. 
So it don't really hit the same as it, it should because you're hiding under an ideology and a thought process. You're not hiding under the realistic scenes of the military. You know, I have a military, I have people in the military in my family and like, we're not going to discuss all the shit within it, but it's like, it's not as, it's not what it's cracked up to be because a lot of those people who come back from over, from overseas who serve, like those are the people who were panhandling. Mm-hmm. They have trauma with that we can't even comprehend, and they don't even get the re- the requisite treatment from the government that these people are supporting so much. The government asks us for money to pay for them. Bro, you could turn on a tournament game right now, and you will see a commercial throughout the durality of the game, and it's going to be three or four different people being marketed to to come and join the army. And these people are being depicted as superheroes with superpowers. Yeah. The computer guy, I mean, the computer girl is standing up, shooting rays out of her hand to communicate with people. They're turning these people into, <laughs> they're turning these people into like bigger and larger than life things. And that's not what it is. You're not a superhero. This is not Call of Duty. You are not going to go over there, get shot, revive, and go back and do it again. You're not. So to just, like, Byers Leonard was one of those guys who's, oh, I stand for the flag. United we stand. I have strong beliefs that's personal to me. And it's like, oh, we see what they are now. Hello. You are that person. (laughs) You are in those chat rooms Planning the next insurrection. That's what you're doing. That's what you come across as. You're in those rooms. You're, you're saying that stuff. And then the apology is incredible. Can standard ass apology. Suspended for a week. He gets his full pay because he's hurt. Ain't that a bitch. Ain't that about a bitch. <laughs> and he's only signed 50K. I get it. CBA is different. You can only find people up to a certain amount. I get it. I've seen people, oh, Kobe got fined 100K, different time, different era, different bargaining agreement. Nothing you don't understand the logistics of that shit. It's things behind it, but it's just like, man, dog, like we just seen Doug McDermott use a random ass, a random phrase, plantation. (laughs) Like that's a different level of racism, bro. That's a different level of hate to go and find phrases that aren't used at all and or aren't used often it's crazy and then i'm jumping on the gram i'm seeing people on the internet like oh i didn't know what myers leonard said i'm a jewish man i thought he just dropped the end bomb but since he said that i'm done with him it's like whoa 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 wait a minute (laughs) now partner let me open this onion up because you gave me a layered ass situation you mean to tell me (laughs) If he would have dropped the N word, it would have been cool. Oh, the world's soft, I guess. But because he used something else that that directly affects you, now it's oh, let me pay attention. Let me give a good thought. Let me cancel this guy. Hmm. You see how the coverage changes? <laughs> it's crazy. That's a deep ass conversation that motherfuckers not even ready to have, bro. I'm just, I'm just. All right, we don't talk about layers. You want to talk about layers? That's a full onion right there because there's levels to that shit, and there's so many things that you can unpack in that statement alone. It's just it's crazy. Like that's how people view the the world is soft if someone is getting reprimanded and discussed in a negative light 
if they drop the n-word or something that has to do with the black folk which so, i mean to a certain extent like people do have a point because some people just really take shit to another level that shit don't need to be taken to like we're not about to be throwing out death threats for myers leonard like that's totally egregious yeah I'm not going to do that. But if there was a Jewish person who felt the need to go do that, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's wrong for doing it because I can't associate your level of anger. That's fair. And what you subsequently want to say to somebody. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I can't. can't. Because I don't, you're not in that position. So, I mean, that's respectful. I'm not Jewish. Therefore, I cannot feel the pain that you feel when you hear that. All I can do is also say look i know what it's like to be talked to in a racist light and it ain't fucking cool and so i'm here with you for that so, so with that i'm behind you 100 brother <laughs> keep your yama going do your thing i'm back in all your moves yeah i'm back in the whole thing do what you gotta do bro look you angry that's what you feel do what you feel is best he said what he felt you have all the right to go tell him how you feel about a comment that he's talking about that has to do with you more so than him for sure. But that's what we see on Twitter. It's all types of crazy stuff on Twitter. And it's just like, man, y'all not even talking about the right shit. Like, talk to me about why you think for some odd and strange reason this guy is better than this guy. Oh, shit. I feel a, I feel a, I feel a question coming from you, uh, this or that. I feel it's like, it's like if I, if I say, yo, pick a career, right? Yeah. And you ask me for what? And I'm like, uh, pick a basketball career. You know, you got a, a NBA All-Star, an SEC Rookie of the Year, McDonald's All-American, AP player. Is that impressive? It's cool, right? Yeah, ain't shit. It's cool. Not really nothing on there, right? And then I, I, I turn around and I say something to you like, uh, McDonald's All-American, Mr. Texas, ACC Rookie of the Year, retired number, 11-time All-Star, two-time champion. It's like, damn, who is that? Yeah, who is that? Can you guess who that is? I have no clue who that is. That one's, one's Chris Bosh and one's not. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, Chris Bosh is crazy. That's my guy. I was on Twitter the other day and seeing people talking about Julius Randle is the new Chris Bosh. You see my hand? I'm disappointed. And I'm like, what? How? <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Since when? Dude's averaged 20 and 10 for half a season, and all of a sudden he's Chris Bosh. Their games aren't comparable. I get it. They both left-handed. They both played a four. No. They can dribble. They can shoot. They can rebound. They can defend. I get it. They're basketball players. I get it. They're kind of similar. But when you hear Chris Bosh, what do you think? When I hear Chris Bosh, I think of an all-around basketball player, a guy you can throw the ball down to in the post. He can have his way. A guy who can pick and pop. Um, a guy who you can run the pick and roll with effortlessly. An easy walking double-double, but like 20 and 10 type shit. Like, just on some cool shit. I just didn't know. Like, am I tripping? And, and I think, and I think, long neck, low head shit. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, 
like is is am I tripping? Is there a way where like Julius Randle could be Chris Bosch, or am I like? I mean, I guess like people are talking about because like like I said, like Chris Bosch was very versatile. So like Julius Randle is pretty versatile as well. And like, don't get it twisted. I I was high on Julius Randle coming out of Kentucky. Like I was, like I was hype on him, but. I don't like I don't see the comp like their games aren't the same like Chris Bosch was almost a seven footer lanky kind of just doing whatever he want dunking all motherfuckers constantly like Julius Randle's like a not he's not lanky but he's like a stockier husky bully ball type of player can dribble obviously can make threes but they're get, like they don't like they score the same but they don't get the same type of buckets like it's different like Julius Randle was more Chris Bosh is a finesse player, I should say. He's yeah, a like player. Julius Randle's more Zebo 2.0 than yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yo, Chris Bosh, like, I feel like when people hear Chris Bosh's name, they just think of Miami Heat Chris Bosh. And I'm like, I don't understand how that could be possible because it's like, <laughs> Chris Bosh in the Raptors was a thing. He was the boy. That's how he got his name. Fuck. <laughs> Like he's he was the calling him a raptor. <laughs> the time leading, yeah, he looked like one. Dre, baby, Dre's and all. G text it, and it's like, bro, like he's the all time leading everything over there for the Raptors. Like Julius Randle, yeah, yeah, he's been on a few teams now, but he's not the all time leader in anything. His jersey's not going to ever be retired anywhere, and if it is, more power to him. You know, more power to him. But I just don't think. He's even going to come close to the career that Chris Bosh has. Julius Randle has been in the league for how long? Can you guess? Just think about it. Six years? He got drafted in 2014. Damn! He just got to his first All-Star game. I was close, let's though. Pump the, let's pump the brakes on this. Yo, he the next Chris Breezy. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's not him. And I'm not even talking about your guy because I know how you get. Look, you smiling and shit now. Like, it's my guy because you'd be disrespectful towards him. I, disrespect. I just him. keep it a bean. Spare me. I mean, I just keep it a bean. Spare me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but before I get out of here, if I told you, yo, if this bull get a chip, he better than D Wade, or are you going to rock with me on that? Ooh, like if I say like if he get a chip, like is he the third best shooting guard ever type shit? If I, if I think if I think you saying what I think, uh, it'll be TBD. We can discuss that next I time. I swear to God, yo, we can discuss that next time. Man. Cut that shit out. I'm just saying, I'll let you mull it over. See who I'm talking about. See, I'll I'm let you mull it over. Fuck out of here. Oh, I think it's I think it's reading and read. <laughs> two more. He would need two more. Two birds, one stone, you get an MVP and a chip. But hey, that'll be TBD. We'll discuss that next week. Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. One more.